the Pearson Global Explorer podcast. Join us as we travel the globe one student at a time at Pearson Online Academy. Pearson Online Academy is an accredited online private school for students in grades K through 12, brought to you by the experts in virtual learning. We empower students worldwide to achieve academic excellence through our affordable, high-quality online education that emphasizes college prep. Learn more at www.pearsononlineacademy.com. Good morning, Pearson Online Academy. Welcome to our very own podcast, the Pearson Global Explorer. This is the first and only show where we get to travel the world to experience life and culture through the eyes of our very own students. I'm your host, Jason Agins, history teacher by day and travel fanatic anytime, well, days off, I could say. This episode, we're going to focus on Cairo, Egypt, and our guest star is Darrell. I'd like to welcome to the show Darrell. Welcome aboard. We appreciate you joining us. It's always great to share our experiences, our slice of life and culture and world with our listeners. Prior to this conversation, I think the first things that come to mind for me about Egypt, particularly Cairo, of course, you know, you've got the pyramids and all that type of stuff, but I know Cairo is a very densely populated um, city, and we're going to get into all that and more in today's episode. But I want to start out with you. Tell me a little bit about you. So if I asked your friends and family, what is Darrell like? What would they say? How would they describe you? They would describe me as cheerful, and playful, and able to easily make friends. Okay, great. What do you like to do for fun each day after school? So when you turn off the computer, what do you do for fun? Uh, my first favorite thing to do is read books. And then if I'm not reading books, I'm playing soccer. Okay. Do you have any pets? I used to have a couple parrots, but they flew away. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sorry to hear that. That's crazy. Um, so do you have... Uh, do you have... Um, any uh, any hobbies or, or uh, ambitions or things that you want to do for when you when you grow up? What do you want to do for a living when you grow up? I want to become an airplane engineer. Airplane engineer. Okay. What type What type of music do you like to listen to? Do you like to listen to uh, American stuff or do you like to listen to Egyptian music? I don't really listen to music. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about your experience here at uh, Pearson Online Academy. How long have you been uh, been with us at Pearson Online Academy? For just two semesters. What um what brings you to us? Well, the first thing is that I'm in Egypt, and because I'm in Egypt, I don't have a school that follows an American curriculum. Okay. So, how have you been making the adjustment to uh, working online? I, I know it's a it's a big jump from uh, um, you know a traditional brick and mortar school. How have you been uh, making that adjustment? Well, the adjustment came really easily to me. Okay. It, it wasn't that much different. It's just instead of having um, your teachers there, you are there 
inside of a online classroom. Right. And it's also it was also easier for me to adjust my schoolwork and my schedule because I can move around a lot. So if something comes up, I can just move this for another day instead of falling behind. Right. What's your favorite subject? My favorite subject would be social studies. Social United studies. United States history. Good, good. I, yeah, I love U.S. history. I taught it for years. It's a, it's a great topic. I could talk about it all day. Okay, so where are you going to tell us about today? What city, what country, and how long have you lived there? First, the country. The country is Egypt, and we live in Cairo, Cairo, Egypt. And we've been here for three years. Interesting. Four years. What, um, what brings you guys out to Egypt? Well, we came to Egypt because we like to experience a different, a different culture, and uh, and also because we're Muslim. Okay. So, prior to living in Egypt, did you guys live in uh, the United States? Yes, we lived in the United States before we came here. Where, where in the U.S.? We lived in Pennsylvania. Okay, so having lived in both the United States and now in Egypt, describe what what is your housing like in Egypt? What makes it different than your typical American house? Uh, first, well, in our typical American house, we had uh, it was two floors. We had two floors, but here we only have one. But there's a lot more bathrooms. There's the average is three bathrooms. And there's a master's room that comes with its own bathroom. There's a guest bathroom, and then there's a family bathroom. Okay. So do you guys have uh, do you have air conditioning and things like that? Yes, we have air conditioning. We have curtains. We have furniture. It's all the same. It's all the same. What's your neighborhood yeah. like? Do you live in like a typical Egyptian neighborhood, or do you live in a community like with other expats? Well, the thing about where we live in Cairo is that it's all mixed. So there's a good amount of expats, but there's also a lot of Egyptian, and we live in a, a tight community. So all of us are there for each other. Like if you go to the corner store, they'll happily give you a discount on things. They'll try to learn English from you, and you'll learn Arabic from them, and they'll be happy to share different things about their culture, okay. like their traditional breakfast food, pool uh, and pot mia. What about um? What about some spots in your neighborhood? What do you? What spots do you like to go to most often in your neighborhood? I like to go to the gardens that they have around our neighborhood because that's where a lot of us play soccer at on the weekends and during weekdays. <clears throat> okay, so outside of your immediate circle of your house and your park and your grocery store, what are the big attractions that would bring someone to Cairo? Um, let's see. The first big attraction that will bring someone to Cairo. So Cairo, there's not that many. There's amusement parks, like the Wonderland Amusement Park. And then we're not that far from Giza, so people come to see the pyramids. There's horse riding and then quad bike riding. They also have uh, desert picnic spots. And they, ha they actually have a, a reserve animal reserve, wildlife reserve, called Wadi Degla. Okay. We've been to there. We've been there. Do you guys, um, I'm, I'm 
I'm sure you get a lot of tourists that come to Egypt, particularly for the pyramids. Where do you find that most of the tourists come from? Can you tell it's just like, oh, these are all Americans or Europeans or people from, you know, uh, other Middle Eastern countries? Um, where would you say most of the tourists come from? I, a, mar a majority of the tourists come from Europe. Okay. So they're, they're from Europe, then from America, then from other Middle Eastern countries. Okay. So tell me about your uh, friends in your area. Do you get, um, do you have, do you know a lot of people in your area? Are they nice? What do you like to do for fun with your friends? Well, I have a lot of friends here. Uh, half are Egyptian and half are expats like me. We like to go to out to eat together and then we play soccer together. We also like to uh, relax and talk on Fridays. We'll sit out in the park or we'll stand out in front of the motors or walk, take a walk down the street or we'll just ride our bikes together. It's really easy to ride bikes down. There's a lot of quiet roads and open spaces. Okay, so let's talk about food. I mean, I, I love food. Food's like my favorite topic. Um, what does a normal dinner look like for you guys? Because I know you guys are kind of straddling American and Egyptian culture. Um, what does a normal dinner at your house look like? Well, it depends on, like, some nights we eat an Egyptian meal, so we'll eat pushri, which is a mix of pasta and lentils and tomato sauce. Mm. Some nights we'll eat uh, an American meal like macaroni and cheese or baked chicken or sweet potatoes, and then sometimes we'll have both, so like there'll be a night where we'll eat uh, a, the traditional Egyptian bread chubs with an American meal, or we'll eat, um, we'll have normal toast bread like we have in America, but we'll eat it with uh, Egyptian meal like couscous, which is a type of rice with really small grain. Interesting. So... Uh, uh, it can be mixed, or some nights we'll just eat one meal from one culture and one meal from another. Gotcha, gotcha. So say I um, say I went into a restaurant that's uh, really common in um, in Egypt or a typical Egyptian restaurant. Um, what is the one thing that I should ask them to make for me? So if I only could try one Egyptian dish. What is the most typical Egyptian food? Uh, okay. That's a really good question, actually. I forget what it's called, but they have a meal here that they serve inside of a clay pot. They bake it in the oven with pasta and cheese. Mmm. That does sound good. It's called bechamel. Bechamel? bechamel. They, yeah, they put it in clay pots, and then they roast it with cheese and pasta. And sometimes there'll be there, there's beef in it or chicken. Gotcha. And another one for it is tagine. They'll call it tagine or bechamel. You can use either one of those. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen uh, tagines used in uh, Morocco. Uh, it's it's a really cool way of cooking, and it's it it just always comes out delicious. What about for dessert? What should I order for dessert if I have a little sweet treat? For dessert, you should order. Um, Ruz bin Leban, or rice with milk. It's uh, rice, but they mix, they make, uh, they cook it with the creamy milk and sugar, and it's really delicious. 
so it's a creamy, milky rice. But instead of the rice sticking out like kind of grainy, the rice is soft, so it's mm -hmm. more like a rice milk pudding. Okay. Yeah, that does sound good. Now, I love music. Um, I'm aware that American music, you can hear it anywhere. But I want to hear about, I want to know about what popular, what type of music is popular in Egypt. So, um, what, uh, what type of music do you find you hear out most often? Well, most often, uh, I hear music by a woman named Hulkusto. And, what? and it's always an armia, and sometimes fast and slow. I don't really understand it. <laughs> what type of music is that? Well, it's an older music. It's not, uh, it's a classical Arabic music. Interesting. And you hear it a lot inside of buses and taxis. Yeah. And sometimes you'll hear uh, many cars playing it. So how do you guys, that, that reminds me, how do you guys get around? Do you guys take, uh, do you guys have a car or do you guys just take uh, tuk-tuks and public transit everywhere? How does all that work? Well, well, we use a car when we have to go somewhere far, so like if we're going to a different city for something important. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, my friends and I and my brothers, we stick to tuk-tuks, which are small, mini uh, yeah. It's kind of like a motorcycle mixed with a minivan. Right, right. And we take those around. They're on three wheels, and they, they're really fun to ride in. The drivers will give you a very joyous ride, zipping here and then zipping there. And it's not expensive either. It's really cheap. Those are fun. I've seen those in other countries. It's like uh, we don't have them in the U.S. I, I, I often joke with my wife. I'd love to get one and just kind of zip around town with one of those things. I think that'd be really fun. Not more, yeah. They are fun to ride in, but, I mean, could you imagine how fun it is to drive one of those things, just kind of like zipping around cars and all that? And it's it doesn't – you don't have to worry about it as much as a motorcycle that it's going to, like, flip over or something. But Yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere between a – it's like a mix of a motorcycle and a golf cart is probably the best way I, I can – I can describe it. Um, yeah, like a golf cart with three wheels. Right, right. So, as a social studies teacher, I, I like to always ask this question. Um, if you were the president or prime minister of Egypt, what would you do to make it a better place? What would you do to uh, to change it? I would make visas, make visas longer so that people could stay longer and enjoy more fun. How long are you guys allowed to stay there on your uh, visa? Well, the normal tourist visa is three months. And then you have other visas that are for six. And you have business visas and or other visas if you want to own a house that are for five, for a few years, like five years or six years. Interesting. Interesting. So um, I have not been to Egypt. It's definitely high up on my list. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, are fascinated by the pyramids at least. Um, but outside of the pyramids, everybody, look, anybody that's going to Egypt, they're going to see the pyramids. But why else should someone go there? If you only had a few days to visit Egypt, what are the must-see things that someone should not miss? All right. First up on the list is the Nile River. Then after the Nile River, maybe, um, one of Egypt's popular beaches, like 6th of October, or um, Sharm el-Sheikh. 
And then after that, they horse riding. They should do horse riding in the desert. It's really fun. They have picnic tents set up along your way, so you would take your horses. Yeah, I've heard the I've heard the beaches there. Like you say, Sharm El Sheikh and um, what's the other one? Hergada. Um, I've heard they're like really, really cool, and they're they're very popular with divers. Um, do you do any diving yeah. or scuba diving or or snorkeling or anything like that? Actually, I've only snorkeled once. Yeah, I, it's one of those things I'd I'd like to get more into it. It's just it's like kind of an expensive hobby. I think you got to like have all the snorkel or um, scuba equipment and trains. yeah, it was yeah. We've been snorkel. I've snorkeled in the Red Sea. And then when we went to 6th of October, you didn't really have to look in the wildlife because they would have rocks on the side of the beaches where you could find crabs and little octopuses just crawling around. Interesting. Now, yeah, this was in Alexandria. And there were rocks on the side of the beaches where you find crabs and mussels, little octopuses, and people with fish on the side of the rocks. Now, I know that... um. I don't know if it's the most, but I know Cairo is one of, if not the most um, densely populated cities in the world. It's very crowded. What's that like, being in Cairo? How how crowded is it? Actually, you don't really realize how crowded it is because there's not a lot of people walking around. But you do know that there's a lot of people driving cars. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. There's always a lot of traffic on the main highways and intersections. But you can tell how many people there are because on their Eids or holidays, Eid al-Adha and Eid al-Fitr, they, they, uh, down the street from where I live, there's an open pot called Suk Sayarat where they usually sell cars on Friday. And they open it up and lay down rugs so that all the people can come together to pray. And there's always lots and lots of people. So do you uh, more, think... Uh, hundreds of thousands of people. Do you think you want to live there when you grow up? Do you want to live there and work there? Or um, do you want to live somewhere else? Where, what's your, where does your adult life take place? Well, am I, I'm not really sure. I'd like to visit other countries like the Emirates and Dubai. But I know that I'll always have a really strong connection with Egypt. What other, um, what other countries have you visited in the world? Mm, I haven't visited any other countries yet. So just um, just Egypt and the United States? Yeah, Egypt and the United States. Okay. Now, if you could travel anywhere in the world, you know, money's no object, where would you go and why? Mm, if I could go anywhere in the world, where would I go and why? I'd go to... I'd go to Dubai. Interesting. Why Why Dubai? I go to Dubai because it's a Muslim country and also because it's, uh, I'd be able to experience, experience a different culture, but also similar to Egypt's culture. And I'd already be familiar with a lot of things that uh, Arabs do as part of their culture. Right. And I already speak some Arabic. So it wouldn't be that difficult to be accustomed to. For example, if I went to France or Italy, I'd have to learn French or Italian. Okay. But if I go to Dubai, I just have to speak a different dialect of Arabic 
And that's always easy because once you know Arabic, you just need to change to Arabic you already know. Right, so that you can communicate with the people in the other Arabic-speaking countries. Yeah. Um, what mm -hmm. languages are most common in Egypt, and how, how prevalent is English? Well, English is usually a second language. So it would be Arabic, then English, and then French. Interesting. There are a lot of Egyptians that speak French, and then after French comes German. So Arabic, then English, then French, then German. Okay, and so um, how how is your Arabic? Are you able to read it? Are you able to speak it? Are you able to just kind of say thank you, have a nice day? How's that? How's that work for you? I can read, write, and speak Arabic. Interesting. Okay. All right. Very good. So we'd like to finish the show by having you say something in your language. So to you know, you can adjust this as as you need to um, meet you know the level of Arabic that you have. But if you could say something like or similar to "Thank you for listening to the Pearson Global Explorer. We hope you enjoy the show. Please listen again in the future for more exciting episodes." Can you say something like that? That's a little too complex for me. I'm not that. <laughs> How about... Uh, I can say thank you for listening and have a great day. Perfect. Perfect. Let's go with that. All right. Should I say it now or do you have another question for me? No, no. Go for it. Shukran li simarik. Shukran li simarik. All right. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Very good. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about Egypt. Have a great afternoon. Thank you for having me. You too, having me. Thank you. You too. The Pearson Global Explorer Podcast. Join us as we travel the globe one student at a time at Pearson Online Academy. Pearson Online Academy is an accredited online private school for students in grades K through 12, brought to you by the experts in virtual learning. We empower students worldwide to achieve academic excellence through our affordable, high quality online education that emphasizes college prep. Learn more at www.pearsononlineacademy.com.